We've been talking about, about faith for the last several times we've gotten together. And, and before you brought this out, I, I just was thinking, what, a, what an amazing group of people this is. You know, I'm the one getting to teach, but everyone in this room can do that. And uh, you all can teach. And, and, and in fact, I think we could hold a pastor's conference. And we could all take turns, and we could, because we've all been around long enough. We could help some young pastors. I know that for sure. But it's it's a privilege. I just want you to know, Tammy and I, we thank the Lord all the time that somehow we got to be a part of the group, and and uh, you've welcomed us as if we've been here a long time. So thank you very much. And we thank God for His Word. We thank Him for His Word. Last week I mentioned that you know, the, due to a lot of what I would say flaky interpretations when we talk about the subject of faith many people nowadays kind of shy away from the subject you know uh, it's kind of it's kind of not not as popular a theology you know we, we recently were were swept through with all the, the the grace movement and there was all the talk about grace well, we understand and I'll mention it again as we go that there is no grace apart from faith because all grace comes to us by faith mm-hmm. Uh, you know, back in the 70s, we had, when I got spirit-filled, we had people try to do crazy things in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. by faith. Mm-hmm. I mean crazy things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would go to Bible studies and people would throw their medicine away, and uh, you know, and then they'd have to be at the pharmacist the next day trying to get some more. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I know over the years that they decided the Lord told them to give up smoking, and by faith they were giving it up tonight. And they're driving home, and they threw the pack out the window. And by the time they got home, they had already stopped by the convenience store to pick up another pack because they couldn't find the other ones. I mean, all kinds of things happened back in those days. And, and they were naming and claiming all kinds of things. And the problem was is that many people weren't getting what they named. Yeah. Okay. They thought they were following God. They thought they were hearing the Lord. And they were trying to be people of faith. And here's the thing. The devil was trying to pressure them in to believing something that they didn't have the faith to believe for. And so it, it didn't come to pass. And then the, the end of that story is that they said, faith doesn't work. And you understand the devil, he wants us to believe that faith doesn't work because he knows that according to, to John, that faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And the devil wants to stop you before you ever get started. And what's happened, in, we mentioned this last time, is that we've replaced the theology of faith with, with a doctrine of God is in control of everything. And that everything that happens is because God is in control. And if God is in control of everything, we don't have to have faith, right? I mean, if God's in control, it doesn't matter what I do. I can drive as fast or as slow as I want to because God's in control. Well, we know that's not true. We have a choice. God will never violate our free will. If God's in control and everything that happens is his need, I mean, it's his will, there's no need for me to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Because it would already be being done. All right, so God's in control of everything I give him control of. And we know regarding the end times, there are things that are going to happen. It doesn't matter who believes it and who doesn't. I'm talking about for my, my and your personal lives, we have a choice to believe or not to believe. I can believe God or I can choose not to believe God. There's no such thing as this statement. This statement is not true. I just can't believe that. Not true. 
You can believe whatever you want to. The correct statement is, I choose not to believe that. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we can believe whatever we want to believe. All right, we looked at <clears throat> last week at, at a couple of verses that, 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 that declare that it is God's will for every person to repent and be saved. And yet we know that there are, there are thousands and millions tonight who will go on into eternity apart from the will of God. Okay, they violated the will of God because they had their own free choice. So we need to understand that God, when he made planet Earth and he put God in, the, and we put man in the planet, he gave man dominion on the planet. Okay, we understand. The scripture says this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, And God said, Let us make a man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. He said, Let them have dominion. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. And replenish the earth and subdue it. Man's job was to subdue the earth and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth. So God put man on the earth. He gave him two things. He gave him authority and he gave him seed. With those two things, you can accomplish anything God called you to do. Mm-hmm. If you understand you have authority... And you know how to sow a seed. You can, you, can, you can do anything that God tells you to do. One time Tammy and I were going through a crisis in life. And uh, we were in our bedroom. And she, we, were, we were praying. We were, you know, we're doing our very best to, to believe God and hold it together. And she looks at me. And she said, what do we believe? And she just asked me the question because we, we needed to hang on something. And I looked back at her. And the only thing that could come out of me was this. I believe in the seed. And we believe in the seed. And that's part of our walk of faith is the seed. Mm-hmm. God intends for man to rule the earth. The scripture says in Psalm 8 verses 4 and 6, he intends for a God-man to rule the earth. Let me put it that way. All right? It says in, in Psalm, it says, it says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him, man, a little lower than the angels. Now the word angels here doesn't mean the beings with the wings. The word angels in the Hebrew is the Hebrew word Elohim. And it literally means God. God's it's a plural word for God. So it's talking about it's talking about the supreme God. Thou hast made him a little lower than God, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over all the works of thy hands, and hast put all things under his feet. So God's intent for man was to rule in the earth, under the authority of God. That's what he intended for mankind to do. He made us to do that. God gave authority to man. Man then gave authority to the devil. But we understand Jesus came as a man because that's the only way he'd get the, get the authority back is as a man. And he gave himself as a man to take the authority back. Mm-hmm. And so he stood in front of John and he said, he said, you know what? I'm the one that was alive and was dead and alive forevermore. And I hold the keys of hell and death. Mm-hmm. Jesus took the authority back for each one of us because we're supposed to reign with him as, as kings and priests in the earth. Mm-hmm. So we talk about faith, and it takes a lot of faith to believe what I just said. 
And we have to believe what God said. We said the purpose of faith is not selfish gain. And here's the problem with a lot of people who teach, us faith, to teach faith is they teach it being about me getting what I want. Okay? Faith is not about me getting what I want, but faith is about God getting what he wants mm. to and through me. Okay? I believe God for healing because God wants me healed. I believe God to prosper me because the scripture is clear that God wants to prosper his covenant partners. Okay, we understand the curse of the law is sickness, poverty, uh, death, and captivity. Yes. And you can read all that in, in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Jesus came, and we've been redeemed from the curse of the law that we might have the blessing of Abraham. So we, we understand that the purpose of faith is to get God's grace to us so we can accomplish in life what God has for us to do. By the way, I know all of us are getting a little older these days, but as long as we're still here, there's something God has for us to do. Amen. And it will require faith to do it. Mm -hmm. There's never a time in life when we no longer have to live by faith. Mm -hmm. The just, the scripture says four times, shall live by faith. Praise we God. live by faith. We walk Praise by God. faith. Our victory is by faith. So no matter where, if we're still here, we still need to be living and walking and breathing by faith. Okay, we live in an age of grace. And I taught on grace uh, a few times back. We talked for several weeks about grace. But we saw that when we taught grace, that that is the channel. That faith is the channel that grace comes to us. The scripture says, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Okay, the grace of God comes to us through faith as we believe God Grace comes to us, and grace is not just some sweet little lullaby. Grace is an empowerment to accomplish the will of God because it's the favor of God that opens the doors and does what, what's supposed to happen that man can ever do. We've read this many times from Romans chapter 4, verse 16. I like the amplified version. It says, therefore, inheriting the promise, talking about Abraham, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith. And depends entirely on faith in order that it meet, might be given as an act of grace, unmerited favor. It's, fa it's by faith that it can come to us by grace. Mm. It's not by our works. It's by grace. Mm. Not, by, not by what we've done right, but what Jesus did right. Here's mm. what we said back when I talked about grace. I said, faith receives what grace provides. Grace has been provided. The favor of God has been provided. But it's faith. It takes faith to receive what that grace provided. Now I thought of it this way this week. Grace provides, but faith decides, confesses, and possesses what grace brought. Amen. Okay, so faith then is a decision that we make. Now here's the passage we've been reading every week since I started. This is, I think, my fifth time. Romans chapter 3, verse 3. The scripture says, for what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Here's, he's asking, what, what, what if some people didn't believe? What if their faith did not work? What if they tried to believe and it didn't work for them? Does that mean that, that faith doesn't work? Well, he answers the question in the next verse. He says, God forbid. He says, no way, no how can that be true. He says, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. Mm -hmm. Whatever God says is true, whatever he says is true, 
Now, I may not yet understand how to receive it. I may not yet understand how it can be that way, but God is true. I learned a long time ago, you don't have to understand something to believe it. Mm. Don't have to do that. Mm. I don't understand electricity, but I believe every time I flip that switch, the light is going to come on. I don't understand any, I, I understand there's a wire hooked in there. I don't understand all that stuff. But it works. I don't have to understand it for it to work. Faith is not dependent upon what I understand. Mm. Faith is not an intellectual exercise except that I have to know that God said it. Mm. I learned this a long time ago. Faith begins where the will of God is known. If I don't know it's God's will, mm. I can only hope. Mm. But if I know that God said it, then I can be assured that that's what we're going to do. Amen. Amen. I remember when, when my kids were small, if I went home and Tammy and I were, we, we, we knew that we had, our word was, was true to those kids because we knew we represented God to those kids. And if I went home and said, hey kids, we're going to go to Six Flags on Saturday, they could have faith for it because I told them we were going to go. Now, if I didn't tell them we were going to go, they could be saying, boy, I hope we get to go to Six Flags Saturday. They could hope all they wanted to. But if I gave them my word, we were going to do that. Mm. Faith begins with God. We don't. If God said it, I know it's true. Mm. If God says it, that just settles it. Mm. And I can rest assured that it's true. All right? Mm. Just because it didn't seem like faith, because it seemed like faith didn't work for somebody, doesn't mean that faith doesn't work. Just because somebody I heard or knew somebody that died while they were believing God doesn't mean faith does not work. I don't know everything. I, I told you the story of the lady that, that, that I was praying with that had cancer. And we're all believing she's going to live, believing she's going to live. And then one day it was just she and I in the room. Family was out. And she said, I wish they'd leave me alone. I just want to go home. <laughs> And by that, she meant she just wanted to see Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the Lord, and I mean, I told you that that day, I, I want to say, no, no, no. But the Lord said, what's the ultimate purpose of faith? Mm -hmm. And it yeah. is to stand in the presence of Jesus mm -hmm. when Amen. this body quits. Amen. That's what faith is about. So her faith never failed. She didn't, she was tired <clears throat> and she was believing God. Mm -hmm. To go and stand before Jesus. Mm -hmm. right? Just because it didn't look like to me that it worked doesn't mean it didn't work. Just because I tried to believe and I didn't do a good job of it, it's not faith's fault. It's not the word's fault. It's not God's fault. God is not our problem. <laughs> he is our answer. Okay, His word is for us to believe and stay with. Anyone or anything that disagrees or contradicts with God is a liar, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. He is true. We, we read this verse the last several times. 1 Timothy 1, verse 5. Now the end of the commandment is love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. We read a similar word in 2 Timothy 1, 1 5, which says, I call thee to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded that in thee also. So we've established the fact that if there's an unfeigned faith, there's a feigned one. Unfeigned means real, not fake. If there's a real faith, then there's a false faith. 
And the devil wants us to get up in the false faith so it will fail and then we'll give up on faith altogether. <coughs> Excuse me. We understand faith is the victory that overcomes the world. We need to have real faith. And so what we're trying to do here is discover why does it seem like it doesn't work sometimes. All right, we understand that by faith, the supernatural power of God is released into the natural world. Releasing forces that overcome darkness that seek to enslave mankind. We have to have faith. And it has to be that supernatural power will come. We talked about several weeks ago from Hebrews 11.3 that the faith is it, those people in Hebrews 11, they got a word from God. And by faith, mm -hmm. they changed their generation. Mm -hmm. God intends for us to get hold of his word, get revelation from that word, so that we can change the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. All right, We've seen that imitation will not work. There's some people that have imitation faith. It doesn't work. We've seen that presumptuous faith does not work. It is not real. We saw last week that real faith will have, will have a sound. And real faith mm -hmm. will be visible. We found a couple weeks ago there has to be the foundation of obedience for faith to be, re be real. Now tonight's message, I've, I've entitled it, Faith and Light. And this might be the most important message I've ever taught about faith. This is, this is, this, what we're going to find out is why so many people are trying to believe God and it doesn't work. So let's just look at a couple of passages of Scripture. Look in 1 John chapter 3, chapter 1, I'm sorry. 1 John chapter 1, and I'm going to start in verse 3. 1 John 1, 3. Faith will not fail if it's real. 1 John 3, I'm sorry, 1 John 1, verse 3. Here's what the apostle says. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. This next part is really important. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write unto you, that your joy may be full. These are important words. Our fellowship is with the Father. Our fellowship is with Jesus. It is fellowship with the Father and fellowship with Jesus. This and only this is fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. A new car might make you happy, but only fellowship with the Father and with the Son will bring fullness of joy. Fellowship with God brings joy and truly is the source of joy. Sad Christians are not fellowshipping with the Father. The scripture says happy are the people whose God is the Lord. There ought not to be a happier group of people than the church. We have joy because we have fellowship with our Father. Nehemiah said it's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. Strong Christians are Christians who fellowship with the Father. And what does that have to do with faith? Well, we're going to get there. Fellowship with the Father is the source of joy. 
I'm not talking about going to God and begging God to do something for you. I'm talking about fellowship with God. Mm. The word fellowship, you know it, is the Greek word koinonia, which means partnership, communion, or it literally means to share. To share something. When we fellowship, before I began to teach, we fellowship and we share a meal. And when we share a meal, then we partake of the food. That means that each of us has something inside of us now that is inside of everybody else. Mm-hmm. We commune over the food. Mm-hmm. We partake of it, and now in us is the same thing that's in the other members of our group. Mm-hmm. We fellowship. We can commune with thoughts. Mm-hmm. We can commune with ideas, with dreams, all those things. Communion is sharing. All right? When we share, then we have the same substance on the inside of us that is in, 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 in the others that we share with. All right? As we share our thoughts, the immaterial substance can be transferred from one person to another. And it becomes communion, becomes fellowship. Imagine for just a moment Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Now, in Genesis chapter 3, after they sinned, it said that God came walking to them in the garden in the cool of the day. Apparently, that was what God did. Can you just imagine before they sinned, they're in the garden, and God comes walking in the cool of the day. Why did he come? To fellowship with them. Yes. He came to commune with them. He came to take what was in him to impart it to them. And they in turn were to take what was in them and impart it to God. It was a time of sharing, a time of communion with God. I mean, that, 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 that is what God desires. That's why he put the man on the planet. Because he wanted to have communion with him. He wanted to fellowship with him. He wanted this family of people. And so God puts the man in the garden and he comes every day. Wouldn't that be fun? God saying, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're in the garden, you're with God. It's like, everything is great. <laughs> it's all good. Okay? Fellowship. God put him in there for fellowship. Communion. It's this fellowship that brings fullness of joy. That is what we're made for. Do you realize that? Mm-hmm. We are the sons and daughters of God. And when Jesus shed his blood and the spirit of adoption was released into this planet and that spirit resides inside of us whereby he cries, Abba, Father, we are in the family of God and are entitled to that fellowship that brings fullness of joy. Ooh, that's fun. Now, see, I'm talking about communion with God. I'm not talking about going to God and telling him all my problems. I'm talking about fellowship with God. That's it. Fellowship, communion with him. Real fellowship from whence, now think about this, from whence the word of God is shared by God and the rhema of God comes into me. Now there you see, that's where faith is going to come. It's rhema. I mean, one day, one day I was praying I don't even remember what I was praying about because that wasn't important apparently at the time. And the Holy Spirit, I'm just having fellowship with God and I'm telling him what I think. It's kind of like, you know, 
one of my infant grandchildren trying to tell me what something is, and I go, oh, that is so smart. <laughs> and I'm telling God something. And he's, I mean, the Holy Spirit, you know how he speaks to you, just in your spirit. He, he says to me, he says, he says, Judah beget, what's his name? Huh? Perez. Perez. He said, Judah beget Perez. And I said, that's cool. Yeah, okay, God. And I went out and told him what I knew. Then I'm fellowship with the next day. And we're, you know, we're going along here. And all of a sudden he stops me and he says, Judah beget Perez. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking, well, that's really cool. And the Lord says, do you think you might ought to write that down? <laughs> okay, okay. So I wrote it down. Judah beget Perez. And I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything about it. The next day I'm praying, and I didn't even get started in the Lord. The first thing he said to me was, Judah beget Perez. And I thought, okay. You know, you're kind of going out of your way on this one. So I began to research. Of course, Judah means praise. It's not praising God. Perez means breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Praise begets breakthrough. Mm-hmm. But it was in the fellowship that the rhema word came to me. And I just began to praise him. Amen. Because I knew breakthrough mm-hmm. was on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have fellowship with God before that happens. Mm-hmm. This fellowship, it's this communion with him. This fellowship brings fullness of joy. God wants a living relationship with us, and fellowship is the fountain, not the source of faith, but it's the fountain that faith flows from. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and read some more. Let's, start, let's go to verse 5 of First John. Now look what it says here. This then is the message that we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. Now, if I'm fellowshipping with God, I'm fellowshipping with light. All right? No darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. By the way, 1 John is written to Christians because later he calls them brethren. He's talking to believers here. He says, he's talking to believers who walk in darkness. He says, if we walk, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, that's our many of our favorite verse. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, Fellowship with God is the sharing of light. God is light. Light does what? It gives us the ability to see. Darkness hinders the ability to see. If I fellowship with God, I'm going to be able to see. People, Christians who are walking in darkness is a result of of not having fellowship with the light. Mm. <laughs> That's really good. Christians who have no relationship, living relationship with the Father, Christians are walking some in darkness. Those walking in darkness 
have no fellowship with the light. All right? Christians who walk in the darkness can't see. So they don't know what to do, where to go, what to say. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just need to get in the light and fellowship with the light because the light helps me to see. The scripture says in Psalm 36, verse 9, For with thee is the fountain of life. Now listen. In thy light we shall see light. If you don't know what to do, you get light in the presence of God. And that light will make us see light. Mm. The biggest reason, I believe, for faith failures is a lack of fellowship with the light. Because Christians are walking in darkness because they're in love with what they want faith to bring them more than they're in love with the light. Jesus said, he said they loved the darkness more than they loved the light. The reason faith doesn't work is because I have faith in faith. Or I have faith in what the preacher said. Not because I, ha- I need to have relationship with the light so that I can see. Many Christians try to operate the principles of faith apart from having a living fellowship with the light that gives vision of what we need to be believing for. I tell you, I've done it. We can take, who who else is guilty of this one? I've tried to believe God for something he never told me to believe him for. (laughs) I've I've tried to believe him for something I wanted and never even asked him what he wanted. Because I found a verse and I said, all right. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like the guy who said, it must be the Lord's will for everyone to have a motorcycle. Because I found it in the Bible. It's like, really? Where'd you find that? Oh, you know, it says David's triumph was heard throughout the land. (laughs) (laughs) We, We need to figure out what does the light want? See, the reason faith seems to have failed is because we've replaced the fellowship with what I want. And that's being taught in a lot of places. Christianity is about Christ. The Christ. The Messiah. He is the Lord. You see, apart from fellowship that brings fullness of joy, just using faith principles is just positive thinking. And by the way, that works to a degree. I mean, if you think positively, you can accomplish a lot of things, but it's not Bible faith, it's feigned faith. Positive thinking will take you way down the road, but the results can only come to the degree of what you can produce yourself. You can get a lot done by thinking positively, but you can't get a miracle. Because the supernatural only comes from the supernatural realm and from God, who is light. Mm. And just to try to apply faith principles, I tell you, that's not what God wants. He wants us to be with him in the light. 
to fellowship with him, to ask him, what do you want, Father? What do you want to see, and what do you want to say? You see, here's what, here's what I'm saying. I know that, it's the, that it is, if I am sick, it is the will of God to heal me. I know that's the will of God. I can find it in the Scripture. I can prove it to you. Forty ways. But it takes fellowship with God to get the rhema of God on how I'm going to be healed this time. Mm. Here's what we do. One time Tammy and I were having a, we were fairly young in the ministry and we were having a financial hard time. And we felt like the Lord told us to sow a financial seed to a minister that was winning the lost. And we knew he was winning tens and hundreds of thousands of people to Jesus. And so we took money and we sowed it to that guy. And I mean, the financial thing ended almost immediately. Now, we didn't have the money to sow, but we, I mean, we didn't think we had it. We raked it up somehow and we sowed the seed. Okay, so we go along and now all of a sudden we have another financial crisis. What is our tendency? Look him up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give the money. Let's put it right out there, that guy. That is not faith. Mm -hmm. That is Pavlov's theory coming to pass. <laughs> you hear the bell and you just do what you do. The question wasn't wasn't do we do we sow the seed to this guy? Is God? What do you want us to do? Mm -hmm. Is there a seed to sow? If there is, how much and where do we sow it? Because now faith is going to be required. Besides that, the next time the situation arose, the seed we sowed the first time was very insignificant compared to where we were now. Okay, so faith is something we walk in every single day. We've got to get the rhema now. God, what do we do now? We've reached this place and we need another miracle. What do you want now? And you've got to get in the light. Fellowshipping with the light. I mean, how do I get delivered this time? Just because God told me to do it this way the last time doesn't mean I'll do it this way this time. Mm -hmm. It takes faith each time. It takes faith, the Bible says, to please God. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. What will please you, Father? And this is what I've discovered about God and faith. It has to be faith. And faith will always argue with my mind. <laughs> I, God has never told me, I don't know about you, he's never told me a, to sow a seed that wasn't significant to me. Because it takes faith to do it. <laughs> you know, you, you, get, you go along in your Christian life and you start off and you're a giver and you give $20 because you're a $20 giver. Then all of a sudden the Lord says, okay, let's bump it up. I need you to be a $50 giver. Well, that's hard at first. But then you do that for a while. Then he says, bump it up. Be a $100 giver. Be a $1,000 giver. It takes faith every time he tells us to do something. See, I bet if we went around this room tonight and we talked about tithing, we'd all give testimonies of tithing because it doesn't take faith to tithe anymore, does it? I mean, it did at one time. You know, before I married Tammy, I thought I was tithing because I gave something every now and then. <laughs> but Tammy had more integrity than I did and she said well first time we got paid she said this belongs to God and I'm like wait we, we, uh, yeah okay we'll do that <laughs> <laughs> but we have to have faith each and every time 
we have to have faith. In mm. his presence, the scripture says, is fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. This is talking about fellowshipping in the light. Mm -hmm. I really like this. If faith is going to work, it needs to work. Amen. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have to have fellowship with God <laughs> and love God more than we love anything else. Mm -hmm. Loving God more than, 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 than whatever the breakthrough we need is. Having fellowship with him. Listen to these verses. This is John chapter 14 in verse 10. John chapter 14 verse 10. Jesus is talking. He says, believest thou, believest thou not that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? What's he talking about? Fellowship. Father in me, me in the Father. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father which dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. He's talking about this coming as a result of fellowship, communion, sharing with the Father. He said, believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Now then he goes on to say, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. He's still talking about the same thing. He's talking about how to get those results is through this fellowship. And then he says, and this is, we, we, man, I learned this verse way back when I got spirit-filled. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now here's the deal. The asking anything in his name has to do with the communion between the Father and the Son. That's good. It has to do with fellowship, the sharing. He says in verse 20, And that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. That's how it works. It works by being in the Father. It works by the Father being in me. It works by me being in, in, in the Son, and the Son being in me. It's not just me off the top of my head deciding what I want God to do for me today, and now I just name it and claim it. I believe very strongly in naming and claiming. But it needs to be what God told me to name. Not just whatever I want to do. Isn't this good? This makes faith make sense here, doesn't it? We understand why so often people are, are, are disappointed because they believed God for a new car or they believed God for, uh, I don't know, whatever they might be believing it for. See, Jesus, when he says, I don't speak of my own accord. That's the result of fellowship. The scripture indicates Jesus' fellowship with the Father early in the morning before the disciples got up. Mm -hmm. He had this, this communion with God. So he'd get the plan of God. So he'd know what God wanted him to do. Asking anything in his name, doing his works, is connected with being in fellowship with the yes, Father. God. And all this flaky stuff about doing it, all this stuff is wrong unless I'm in light with him. He must be in us. We must be in him. <coughs> Excuse me. There must be sharing going on between me and the Father. That's good. That's where fullness of joy comes in. Amen. That's what the fullness of joy is. This is where the victory that overcomes the world takes place. Fellowship. Amen. Communion with him. Verse 20 of that same chapter, the next verse he says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. 
And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. He's talking about communion. He said, when I come live with you, I love you. Here's the question. Doesn't God love everybody? Yes. But only some people is the manifest love of God present in their lives. That is through fellowship. That is through knowing Him and Him knowing me. I mean, having fellowship with Him, manifestation of His presence comes through relationship with Him. Manifestations are connected to being with the Father. Mm-hmm. He says in verse 23, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and will come unto him, and make our abode with him. Mm-hmm. Here's what Jesus is saying. If you'll do life with me, you'll live a supernatural life. And I'll tell you what to believe for. And you'll have a rhema word, and you can believe, and you'll see it come to pass. Amen. Because I fellowship with the Father. I'm in Him. He's in me. And by the way, I'm in you, and you're in me. And fellowship brings it along. Mm-hmm. Now, that chapter is connected to the very next chapter, John 15, verse 1. Save this course. He said, I'm the vine. I'm the true vine. Means there's some false ones out there. And my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. I heard Joyce Meyer preaching that verse one time. And she was talking about, well, if, if he takes it away, he cuts it. If he prunes it, he cuts it. So you're pruned if you do and pruned if you don't, apparently. <laughs> verse 3 says... Now you're clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. Mm-hmm. Now listen to this. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except you abide in me. He's still talking about the same thing. Bearing fruit and manifestations are similar words. The manifestation of God, the fruit of the Spirit, all those are, the, are similar things, and they, they are the result of fellowship. With the Father. Praise God. The result of sharing with Him. Fruit. You can, you can put every word in here. You can put the word results for fruit. You know, he said, he said, a branch cannot have results except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Mm-hmm. Living in Him. That's where we are. I mean, many try faith principles apart from Him, and when they fail, they say the word failed them. But that's not true. You, you gotta have, you gotta have this fellowship with him. Amen. You gotta know what is he saying to you. This is a, this this may surprise you about this passage of scripture. This is from Isaiah chapter 14. Listen to what this says. I'm gonna go back to John in just a second. But look what it says. He says, How thou art fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How thou art cut down to the ground, and didst weaken the nations. Listen to this. For thou, talking about the devil now, has said in thine heart. Wait, he believes something? He's saying something. He was around for a long time and he understood the principle of faith. He understood if you believe in your heart, stay with your mouth. Here's what he's trying to accomplish. For you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Mm-hmm. He is confessing his faith. But he doesn't have relationship 
with the light. Yeah, that's it. He's trying it. He's trying to make it work. That's why he's trying to put that in Christians to be able to confess all kinds of things without a relationship with God. We have this thing going on where we're getting people born again. Not our church necessarily, but the church at large where people get born again. And yeah, you're going to heaven. But now, folks, let's get a relationship with God going. So we can be the church we're supposed to be, and so we can, so then we can begin to confess things that the Spirit is telling us to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lucifer thought it was a good idea, and he he tried. He had feigned faith because he was trying to confess it and possess it. <laughs> he was naming it and trying to claim it. Well, the next verse said, God said, "Huh, I'm gonna cast you down to the earth." See, it's trying to operate in faith apart from the will of God. Christians trying to believe stuff, and they don't have a relationship with God. I mean, yeah, they're saved. They're saved, but they don't, they don't have this communion with Him. That's why the Scripture says in 1 John, it says, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence with God. If I, man, if my heart is right with him and, and I've been in his presence, having fellowship with him, and the Holy Spirit has convicted me and I've confessed. There are two different words in the Bible for confess. One is to agree and say out loud. The other one is to, is to uh, list shortcomings before someone else. And if I list my shortcomings before him and my heart gets clean, man, my heart won't be condemning me anymore. Oh. And I'll be confident with God. And that comes through fellowship. And 1 John 5, 14 says, this is the confidence we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Anything. How do I know if it's his will? Well, I've got fellowship with him. I know it's in his word, but I know he said something to me about it. And it says, and if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we've desired. All this is talking about is a confident heart that comes as we fellowship with the light. Mm-hmm. Fellowship with him. Now, I'll tell you something. You can quote Psalm 91 all day long. But if the spirit in your, in your, holy, in your spirit, you've got, you've got one of those checks in your spirit not to go to that part of town. Okay. If you got the check from the spirit, you can quote Psalm 91 all you want to. You're still going to get mugged. <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. To try to to use the word of God as my king's ex. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense to love doing what I want to do more than loving the light and loving God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that this is what faith does. See, it's in the place of light that Jesus will manifest himself from us and we will hear what he has to say. Yes. And we'll know what to believe. Thank you, Lord. First John 15, verse 4 goes on to say, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. Thank you, Lord. We're not going to produce anything without this relationship with him. I'm the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. We need to figure that one out. Just because Pastor Sheets gave his car away and got a Mercedes doesn't mean I get to do that. That's right. Doesn't mean that unless the Holy Spirit says to me, Amen. do what he did. 
Mm-hmm. And if the Spirit says it, then I can do that. But it, it, I, apart from Him, it doesn't say, apart from Pastor Sheets, I can do nothing. Mm-hmm. He said, apart from me, mm-hmm. you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. If a man abide mm-hmm. not in me, he's cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them in the fire, and they are burned. Mm-hmm. Have you ever met a Christian? Somebody, I, I, Tammy, I know this couple. They got spirit-filled about the same time we did back in the 70s. And, man, we all loved God together. We all prayed together. We, we, we just loved God. We saw them not too long ago. They're still married, still say, we love the Lord. They're as dry as a stick on my woodpile. Mm-hmm. Because they quit. Mm-hmm. They don't go to church anymore. Mm. They don't fellowship with believers anymore. Mm. Their life is separate. If they die, I'm sure they're going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But they get dry when they're not connected to the light. That's right. Connected. That's where faith works. Mm-hmm. That's where faith is. We're going to find it in that place. I mean, we need to have fellowship with him. We don't want to be dried up. I mean, trying to produce fruit apart from the tree is just craziness. <laughs> it just cannot happen. I mean, man, we need to understand God's word is true. And when I go and have fellowship with him, he's going to say, he's going to release me to believe something. And I'm going to get the rhema word from God, and I'm going to believe it, and I'm going to see it come to pass. Amen. Amen. Verse 4 in the good God's word translation says, Live in me, and I will live in you. A branch cannot produce any fruit by itself. It has to stay attached to the vine. In the same way, you cannot produce fruit unless you live in me. We have to have communion with God for faith to work. I mean, that's the bottom line here. I mean, yeah, we, we, we know the general truths. We know God wants us healed, delivered. Prospered. We know that. The question isn't, is that your will, God? Here's the question. How do I walk by faith in that truth right now? Amen. Lord, in my prayers, you something like this. God, I ask you to just give me the word for this season right now. Now, most of the time, the Lord will just drop a scripture in my spirit. And now I can have rhema. Revelation faith in that passage of Scripture. Finding out what is it that he would do. Listen, do I go to the doctor? Do I take medicine? Well, here's what I can find. I can find God wants me healed, but I can't determine if I take the medicine, go to the doctor, or just believe him for healing me. I've got to get in the light here. So I'll know what to do. Sometimes, I believe this with all my heart. Sometimes God says, son, just go to the doctor. Sometimes, he said, he, I, I don't know that he's ever said to me, don't take any more medicine. But if he did, it'd be an act of faith on my part. I'd have to do that. Okay, none of that, none of that is sinful. In Second Chronicles 6.12, talking about Asa, the king of, Israel, of Judah, it says, And Asa, in the 39th year of his reign, was diseased in his feet, until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease he sought not the Lord, but to the physicians. Some people say, well, see, that says you shouldn't call the doctor. No, 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 they know what that says. What that says is you call the Lord before you call the doctor. Mm-hmm. Have fellowship in the light before you go to the doctor. All this silliness about not having a doctor, Jesus said this. He said it's the sick that need the doctor. Mm-hmm. He never said 
It's the sin to go to the doctor. Right. We have to know, what do I do now? What do I do now, God? This has been, this is, this is ailing me, or this has been diagnosed. What do I do? You see, what do I do? We need a rhema word from God each time so we can walk in faith each time. Isn't that good? Amen. See, the answers come as we share with God Amen. and He shares with us. Praise God. Amen. It's in the light. We can't produce miraculous results apart from Him. It will not happen. He said in John 15, verse 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. You don't ask until you abide. You have fellowship. Fellowship with God in the light. And once I've been in the light, now I can ask what I want because I'm going to know what I want because he's going to tell me what I want. (laughs) Because he knows what I want. God's Word translation says, if you live in me and what I say lives in you, then ask for anything you want and it shall be yours. (laughs) If I'm living there, if I'm in him, that's the key. If I have fellowship in the light, abiding in Him means living, staying, communing in Him, then comes the manifestation of what He says. We, in our age, in our society, we want a shortcut. And, and we have this idea that God owes me something. God doesn't owe me anything. I owe Him everything. That's right. He paid the debt that I could never hope to pay. I mean, I'm not entitled. My job in life is to fellowship with him where there is fullness of joy, where I can get the, get the rhema word of God, and I mean he will fill me in on what I don't know of his plan and of his will. The Weiss translation says, if you maintain a living communion with me and my words are at home in you. Living communion. Living communion. And then Jesus said right after that, he said, these things have I spoken to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Why? Because we fellowship with the light. That's been the plan of God from the beginning. That's the outcome of real faith is fellowship in the light. Amen. 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 Amen.